Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Good fucking morrow, everybody. This is the darker side of midnight. I am Matt Blaze, producer and board above the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. With me, as always, he is associate producer of the other side of midnight, telephone talent coordinator, phone screener, overnight sports anchor, the runway model. Kenny is here. Hey now. Also joining us, he is our local board operator, the one, the only. Elias is here. What is happening? Uh, what is happening is it is Tuesday, July 25th. And this is the darker side of midnight where we talk about what Frank Morano talked about earlier today. And we are going to get right into this beauty. This be- I'm just going to play <laughs> it first. I'm not even going to say it. I'm just going to go right, <laughs> right to the audio. Right to the audio we can't say tape because it's not tape anymore. Volt. <laughs> right to the audio. Here is the audio. Earlier this morning. <laughs> Frank Morano. So you got to know. The great John McClain, who's actually been a guest on this show. He's a great guy. Singing about dirty laundry. Don Henley. Has Don Henley been a guest on the show? Yes, I think he has. But um, I hope he has. But anyway, um, maybe he hasn't. I don't know. But he's probably still a great guy. Oh, my <laughs> God. Don Henley. Guy. First of all, <laughs> Don McLean saying American pie. Dirty pie. Yeah, dirty there pie. Don McLean, American pie. Don Henley, Hotel California, Boys of Summer. Eagles front man. Like- dirty laundry. How do you get those two Come on. mixed up? I mean, dude, who is the more famous Don? Don Henley. Easily Henley. There's a handful of famous Dons. Yeah, but between those two. No, yeah. You, Don Henley is more that. famous. I, I mean, mean, look. Actually, Don McClain is sort of Americana. Yeah. He is a legend just because of one song. I could Definitely. not name oh, no, me another Don McClain song. I don't think Don McClain could name another Don McClain <laughs> yeah, song. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Besides American Don, Pie. Right. That is Don McClain. Like, you think of that one yeah. song. That's and I'm sure, I, I'm sure the guys had other songs. He was like a folk singer yeah. in the 60s and 70s. But American Pie is the song. Don Henley. I mean, legend. Yeah. Eagles. Easily. And then the solo career. How yeah. do you get those two guys? And Frank says it with such conviction. And he goes, he's been a guest on this show. Oh, I hope he's been. No, Don Henley hasn't been a guest on any of Frank's no shows. No shot. He was like, fuck no. Maybe he has. Nah. No. Sorry, Frank. Either way, I, this, no. is, this is Chance with this one. 
Maybe and, on your maybe on your Access TV show, he made an appearance. <laughs> yeah, sure. Access TV on the on the you mean on the uh, on his uh, what is it the, 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 the little TV show Murano Vision? Yeah, Murano that he Vision. had when he was fifteen. His his, his yeah Access TV <laughs> public access. I don't think so. Don Henley was on there, but I'm like, how do you get those two mixed up? And here's the other thing about that song. Frank asked for that song today. Really? That was on a list. Oh, gosh, Frank. It's not, I didn't just pick, I mean, it, look, it, it went with what we were talking about, because we we're talking talking about the Gilgo Beach murder and all that stuff. Yeah. So it did go with that, but he, that was his song that was on the list. Now, this is, talk about behind the scenes stuff. There are many times that Frank has the list of songs that he sends to me. And I play a song from the list, and he's like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know what the song is. Yeah. And there are times that he doesn't even know. He'll look at me, and he'll go, is this one of mine or one of yours? He doesn't even know if it's his song. Yeah. Because there was one song I did play, I forget which one, that was on his list, I think, from like a week ago. And he's like, he says to me, this is off the air while the song's playing. He's like, why do I want to play this again? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know why you want to play anything. The only time... I've ever known when Frank wanted to play certain songs was last Friday when we did that whole um, novelty song thing. Oh, yeah. That was the only time that I knew that, okay, today we're just going to play novelty songs, which is fine. There's been other times when Frank has decided to have themes and doesn't tell me what the theme is. So I don't know what the theme is. I don't know what the songs are to that theme. If every song is part of the theme or whatever, or or he has his birthday wish songs that he gives for people's birthdays. This is their birthday request. I don't know that it's a birthday request. Yeah, I don't know anything. He, he, I see a list of songs. I just pick from the list. Some of them we have. Some of them we don't have. I have no idea what they're for. Yeah, he always ever. leaves you guessing. He always yeah, leaves you guessing. No clue. Like he'll be like, "Well, I wanted to play this." Yeah, but like, dude, you didn't say that. Right. Like, I, if there's an occasion for a song, just simply tell us, okay, play this for this, for yeah. this reason. I, I, I have a feeling he'll start to hear the song, and he'll be like, oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. I like this one. Maybe it's, you know, uh, let's see if it's his birthday today. Well, he does yeah. do that where, where he doesn't tell me what it is, and he puts it on the list for a reason, and then he'll go, oh, it's so-and-so's birthday today. But there are times... That I don't get to the song that day, and I'll play it like two days later, and it'll <laughs> yeah. be like, "Oh, it was so and so's birthday two days ago." Like, yeah, I ha- why did you tell me that? That's why you were playing this song, <laughs> exactly. and I would have played it instead of like picking something else. Because I do try to play all the songs that are on the list, and a lot of the times we don't have those songs, and we yeah. get them a few days later. Mm-hmm. Like today's list, "Dirty Laundry" was on the list. I could tell you the songs that I played from the list tonight. Now, the list was probably about, I want to say maybe 10 songs. I don't know. Mm-hmm. First of all, we only played seven songs beside The Other Side of Midnight, which is always the last song, the Stevie G or Andy B version. It's always the last song. Other, So we have seven other songs to play. That's also barring that there's what we play when we do the Midnight Files. The Midnight yeah. Files. And that's always Midnight in the Desert, Crystal Gale. Um, but otherwise, it's seven songs get played every night mm-hmm. or most nights unless we go long 
We have to skip. And then we'll skip. Well, usually it's usually <laughs> one of the other side of midnights gets skipped because we'll go yeah, straight yeah, right. to Stevie 15 seconds of Andy. fame. Yeah. But there's seven songs. So tonight's list, the only songs that got played that were actually on tonight's list of music was the Wawa Tusi mm-hmm. by the Orlans and Dirty Laundry by Don Henley. <laughs> so this yeah. song was actually on his list and he still got the name wrong. I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised if he would have said, who is this? Because yeah, he no, doesn't know. He, and he's done that many a time. Oh, There's many a time. you should know. No, many times. Frank's like, who is this? Songs that you should know and songs that he put on the list. Yeah, exactly. How do you not know the song you put on the list? Maybe, and he goes, like maybe, I said, is this one of mine or one of yours? Yeah, maybe, maybe like you said, some of them are requests, so he doesn't even know what the song is. He's just right. like, all right, I'll just pass it along, or, and this is what I want to play. Or he hears it somewhere or something, and yeah. he, goes, he writes it down, or he, or he shazams it, or whatever he does to get that song and just puts it on the list, and, and for whatever reason, he wants to play it. Right, but right. sometimes he just doesn't even remember why. <laughs> so, I mean, as soon as he said Don McLean, Ken and I looked at each other like, what the <laughs> fuck is he what talking talk? about? What are you saying, dude? <laughs> and by How'd the way, watch that? and by the way, I'm the I told him Don Henley. So I don't always so Frank, I don't always talk on the air. I could talk to Frank just in his headphones. So he only he hears me. It's not over the air. So that's what I did. So that's why when he says Don McLean and then he goes, Oh, Don Henley. If I would have never said that. He would have just kept going. Yeah. Oh, you corrected him. I corrected yeah. him. He didn't correct himself. Yeah. I corrected him. Oh. He would have carried on. Oh, yeah. He didn't know. Like, yeah, this is American Laundry by... Uh... <laughs> American Laundry. <laughs> He's like, Dirty Laundry clean. by... Because he goes, what is... No, he... Did he ask me? No, he did ask me what it is. He said, what is this? I said, Dirty Laundry, Don Henley. And then he goes, Dirty Laundry by Don McLean. And then we looked at each other like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. And then I, I was like, I got to tell him. Like, I got to correct him. Yeah. So I said it in his headphones, Don Henley. And he goes, oh, Don Henley. Don Henley. Oh, he's been on the show, too. I was like, no. No. As soon as he said it, I go, no, he's not been on this show. Yeah, it was just Frank's way of trying to cover his tracks. <laughs> cover, cover the fact that he very, fucked up. Very poorly. <laughs> I, I, maybe not, he did. No, maybe. No, I don't Like, it did. doesn't even sound. Maybe, maybe he was on the show. It doesn't even sound like Don McLean. Not at all. You know what I mean? I think if it's two singers that sound alike, you can go, all right, well, they sound kind of alike. I don't know. Yeah. Or like, you know, like, if he would have said, if it was like a Donny Osmond song, maybe, and he said Don McLean, maybe that I can forgive because you're thinking <laughs> early 70s, dirt, both named Don. All right, maybe. Yeah. You know, but Don Henley's got that rasp. The, the Dirty Laundry's way too cool of a song oh, that yeah. A came out in the 80s. I was going to say, isn't there yeah. a 15-year gap between the two? Or oh, more yeah. like 20-year gap. Yeah. Oh, right? no, there's a, there's about a fifth Between Dirty Laundry and... and if we're talking American Pie. And American Pie, yeah, it's about a probably 15, 16-year yeah. gap. Easily. I think I think American Pie... Yeah, it's like early 70s. I think Dirty Laundry's like 86, maybe. Something like that. Yeah. Mid-80s somewhere. I'm thinking. I'm trying to think. It was around uh, that Miami 84? Vice time. Eighty-four. Might have been eighty-four. With the Boys of Summer album, wasn't that on that or no? Probably. He yeah, might be right. I think so. I think that the was... Boys of Summer album. I think. I think that was the Boys of Summer. Uh, Don I think Henley. it was the only. Yes, I think that was the only notable song on that on that album. Oh, what? So you well, think yeah, Dirty Laundry right. wasn't on that song? I think Dirty Laundry might have been no. eighty-two then. Well, let's look it up. Because they used to. Let me see. Nineteen eighty-two. 
Dirty okay. Laundry. Yep. Okay. And when did Boys of Summer was 84? Yeah, that was definitely, yeah. I, I'm pretty yeah, sure that was 84. Yep. Yeah. Building the Perfect Beast. Because I can't remember the songs of 1984. Oh, here's Frank's song. You're not drinking enough off that album. <laughs> oh, which, which album is that? <laughs> that's the, the that's Don the Boys of Summer. Yeah? You're yeah. not drinking enough? That's the fourth song. Wow. Maybe you should have <laughs> asked for that. Maybe I'll go, get, Frank. Maybe I'll request that. <laughs> I have no idea what it sounds like, but we'll still request yeah. it. So that was today's uh, Frank Morano dumbest thing he said today. <laughs> Easily. Easily. Yeah, easily. Now, the other thing that he said, or I shouldn't say said, but what he talked about, which I thought was pretty stupid, was this whole thing about how he got this new James Garfield book, which already I'm already snoring. He's not going to write the next Hamilton, all right? There's there's not going to be a Garfield. I'm just like, it's not even that. I'm just like, oh, my God. I keep, keep boring. And. Boring. He ripped up the page saying, I'm changing the topic. Oh, yeah, and that was I the forgot, topic. I forgot about that. That was the reveal. So he comes, he comes in, and he's like, <laughs> "The whole show has now changed. What I was going to start the show with, I'm not going to start with." And we're like, "Oh wow, what happened? Yeah, <laughs> what breaking news is happening right now that Frank is changing the entire start <laughs> of the show?" I'm like, "What can this be? This has to be something monumental. This has to be something." Earth-shattering. Breaking news. Breaking news. I was surprised he didn't ask me to play the other side of Midnight Breaking News sounder. And then he comes out with, I got this new James Garfield book. What? That's that's, that's why you changed your whole show? Because you got a (laughs) book on a president? Blaze and I, all you heard was this. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Of our foreheads being hit by yeah. our own hands. Yeah, and then my forehead smacking into the wall. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, what the uh, hell? Dude, really? Oh, my God. And then his big dilemma. Here's his big dilemma. Uh, the question he threw out to the audience of what he should do. Because he's got an entire list of other books that he has to read. <laughs> because for whatever reason, they have to go in the order that he received these books. I think it's guilt. I think it's like you see that book that your mom got you, and you're like, okay, when, and she keeps asking you about it, and you're like, when do I get to it? Well, but Frank has like a list of probably like 100 books. It's yeah. not like there's 10 books. There's a lot oh, of books. He has the Murano Library. And he said he's in the middle of reading a book right now, and now he doesn't, he doesn't, he wants to read the James Garfield book next, but that's not next in the line because that's got to go to the end of the line of books. So he's like, what do you do? And he's asking about if there's a way he can learn speed reading so he can read all these books. And he doesn't want to donate them because he wants to read them all. Because he, he was shooting down that... that um, Proposition? Yeah, proposition, whatever. Um, it's early. I can't think of words no, yeah. right now. He, he shot that down. <laughs> to, what, uh, the donating? Yeah, donating or... Uh, it, Donating it's, it's the books or problem. getting rid of the books yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Something like that. He shot it. He shot that down, and because he wants to read them all, and he's got to do them in order. And I'm like, yeah, and, it's a simple solution. Just read the fucking James Garfield book next. Yeah. Finish the book you're reading, and then read that one <laughs> and, next. And then he, if that's of, what you want to do, why does this whole thing about it has to go in order? And it doesn't have to go in order. Just read the book that you want to read. Who cares when you got it? Who cares who gave it to you? If that's the book that you really want to read, then just read it. It's has, a very simple solution. Has Frank discovered the audio book yet? 
Is that, no. Is he that wants he to read. Not, yeah, he would no, never no, no, no. do that. He wants yeah. to he, read. He doesn't want to listen he, to he the wants, books. He wants to feel the texture of the pages. <laughs> yeah, he wants to feel, feel the, the spine of the book in his hands. Right. This <laughs> then, freaking guy. Yeah, Frank's like one of those guys. Absolutely. The, meanwhile, the whole show, it, it went full circle contradiction when in the 4 o'clock hour, he magically thinks that he now has time with all these books that he has to read, to be a substitute teacher. Oh, yeah. Substitute teacher <laughs> with reading books. He's you got like, all these books. Dude. But he goes, well, he said, said well, I, you know, my substitutes when I was in school, like, they just sit at the desk, they read the paper. He didn't say, oh, I could read the James yeah. Garfield book. Exactly. How about that? He's like, I could read the paper. Then he's like, well, instead of substituting, I could sleep, which is the same thing as instead of reading the book, you could also sleep. So, yeah. I mean, what does that have anything to do with it? But I guess he's thinking... When first of all, it's absolutely there's no way he could ever be a substitute. Where's teacher. the qualification? Yeah, and, who, he <laughs> well, said he knew a lot of principals. Well, so okay. be a, there is no qualification to be a substitute. You just got to sit there and babysit kids for the most part. But still, if you well, substitute, you have to be there. Like let's say from nine a.m. Let's say you're doing elementary school, and I don't know what the time is for elementary school exactly. But mm-hmm. when I was in elementary school, it was nine a.m. to three p.m. That was school. It's six hours a day. Where the fuck is he going to find six hours in the middle of the day? He has to sleep. Yeah. He has I, a radio I, show to do overnight. I think I think the excuse is, since substitute teaching is so easy of a job. Like, the only way Frank yeah. could be a substitute like, teacher and do a radio show is if, like, he did, like, a night show from, like, 7 p.m. to, like, 11. Like, that yeah, would right. be, a, you know, because you're waking up at a normal time. You work, you substitute from 9 to 3, and then you could prepare for the show. After you get done with the substitute teaching job, yeah. and then you could do your show. That would work. But in the hours that we do, that Frank does, there's no possible way. No shot. He could do, um, he could substitute teach anywhere. Yeah, and it does. It, it, and yeah, it's just a it, dumb idea. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. $140 a Dude, day. You're I mean, talking give me about. A break. You, 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 you do DoorDash and make more money. Yeah. You for do real. DoorDash for Uber, an hour and make more money. Yeah. Uber or DoorDash? Uber, yeah. I mean, seriously. What, what if on the on, he, he leaves a little bit early and on his way over here, he just picks people up, drops them off, picks people up, drops them off, and he gets here? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. that's. I mean, that's in a perfect world. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah, but no shot. You could do other things besides substitute teach. To make extra money. Yeah, do your neighbor's landscaping. Yeah, on the seriously. Weekends. Do something. You can do anything. Mow a lawn. Yeah, but besides substitute teaching. So I just thought that was ridiculous with the James Garfield book. Just read the fucking book if that's what you want to read. It's a simple solution. He makes it like it's so such a such a hard decision. And this is why Frank is called George Costanza. Yep. Because this is a George Costanza-esque problem. That only George Costanza would have because it's so stupid. Yeah. It's so dumb that no one would ever think in their life that, to go, yeah, just just read the book you want to read. Like, what's yeah. the big deal? It's like the definition of like a first world problem. Right. It's sort of like figuring out what book you want, you need to read next. And, and you know what, though? This is like, this would be a Seinfeld episode or really any kind of a TV show episode. Like, how many TV shows have you watched? Where the problem is so stupid, and you go, well, why don't they just tell each other whatever it is, and yeah. then they'd find out, and they'd, that'd be the end of it. Because you go, well, if they did that, there'd be no show. But still, right? That's that's basically what it is. Simple solution: read the fucking book, exactly. read whatever book you want to read. Simple as that. It's simple as that. There's no big decision to make. There's no sacrificing. 
You read the finish the book you're reading. I get it. You don't want to start, you know, read half a book and then start something else. That I understand. Finish whatever book it is you're reading, and then you do the James Garfield book next. Who cares about the other books that have wait that you're waiting in line? They'll still be sitting there. You can still read them. They're yeah. not going anywhere. Yeah, no, nobody's like, there's no like judge taking notes <laughs> right. of what book you read. Oh, you went out of order. Right. They're not you're chopping. Done. They're not chopping off your pinky because <laughs> you went out of order you're of done. reading books. Yeah. I mean, just read whatever you want. It's so simple. The other thing that he talked about uh, was this whole divorce party thing, which I have heard about for the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years. And, really? Oh, yeah. It's I've been never around. Even, I've really never heard of that. I did. I've heard of it. it. Uh, I don't know the way Frank phrased it, and I guess the way it was written in, in the article, which I also happened to see uh, yesterday. I think that about having people having divorce parties that they get divorced and they have a party. It's not. It's not really like they're having an event. It's not like when you're having a wedding and they're sending out invitations. And maybe somebody does do that, but it's not generally something like that. And Frank even said it, and it said it in the article, it's like when people have bachelorette parties, now they're having divorce parties. And yes, more women are doing it than guys, because guys are like, fuck this, let's just go to the baseball game, or let's go to the strip club, and that's all it is. We don't give a shit as much. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's it's more women are doing this. And I I do kind of remember, I don't know if I was out somewhere, or maybe I saw it on TV, like a reality show. I don't know. I did see somebody who like was newly divorced with like a sash, like they do at a bachelorette party. And, wait, See, and what did the sash say? Like divorced. Dude, that's so. It's like something like that. That's so over the top, though. It's like, okay, you, you you know you got divorced. If anything, I feel like that would be a. A turmoil-filled time. Where well, that's like, see. Congratulations! Then, I have half yeah. as much money as I used to. Yeah, you're, no, you're well, dealing with like maybe have kids and. Well, here's the thing: who, who gets custody of the kids? Like my parents went through that. They didn't throw right. a party. Well, like, my mom was in like, all right, time to invite all the girls. <laughs> right. I got divorced. No, I mean mine didn't either. But like, I think, and what I said to Frank was this: was that now instead of it being looked at as a sad time. They're they're turning it around to say, hey, now I'm free. Now it's over. Now I can start a new chapter of my life. And they're celebrating that new life that's about to happen and looking forward to that life and leaving the past in the past. And instead of being sad and all my, you know, because look, ending a relationship, even if it is something that's horrible a lot of times it's still hard especially when people have been together for 20 years mm-hmm. and they do have kids and there's a lot of things shared and memories shared and and look when you're with somebody for so long especially if someone's together for 20 years you know it's sort of like they might have met when they were young and then right. they they next thing you know they're in their 40s or whatever and they just decide, decide for whatever reason to get divorced it is hard and it is a sad thing. So instead of doing that, let's turn it around and look forward to the future. And right, I think I that's understand. what they're celebrating. Now, if they weren't stuck in some shitty marriage for the past 20 years and they wanted to get out of it for 15 and they stayed because they had kids right. or whatever the reasons were, or if they went through a real horrible divorce, meaning there was a lot of fighting and that kind of thing in the actual divorce proceedings, 
Yeah, then maybe they are celebrating the fact that they are divorced. Right, yeah. So I guess it, at the end of the day, it's it's circumstantial. But people, like... Right, but what people were, were on is like, because everyone's so used to what society says, oh, divorce, because a right. lot of times it was like, oh, you got divorced? Like, there's such a stigma yeah, of like, right. what's wrong with you? Yeah, like you broke your marriage right. off. Because like... you, you're divorced, you vowed to be with this person forever, and now you're divorced, and a lot of cultures look really look down on divorce mm-hmm. so i understand why people think the way that they think but we're in a new world and, yeah, and right. there's nothing wrong with celebrating the fact that you're now looking forward to a new chapter in life and i think that's what it's more about it's sort of like when people say when i die i don't want you to have a funeral and be sad i want you to have a party and celebrate right like you're celebrating, celebrating the, the life, life. You're yeah. celebrating the, someone's life rather than this somber, you know, down event. Let's I mean, make it something like a, a party. A divorce party isn't really a celebration of marriage. Well, uh, it's not supposed uh, to be. No, of course not. <laughs> it's you, supposed you, to be the opposite. You're making the comparison of, of, of a funeral. And I think, I don't know, it's not It's not. Oh, you're, you're saying, I, you're, I, saying I get, you're, yeah, you're not celebrating means. the death of the marriage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like the, well, set, you are. the sentiment of the party is... <laughs> The sentiment of the party is, is, is you're free. Freedom, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. sentiment right. is, is free. But I'm just saying, in the same <laughs> way that people want, you, you're looking at something in a different light. You're looking course, at it differently. Course. It's so I'm saying rather than like sulking and and right, and being like down people think and right, and of course, look, somebody dies, you're gonna be sad. Oh, yeah, in the yeah. same way, if you get divorced, you're probably gonna be sad. Yeah, you gotta go just because grief. something ended. It doesn't mean look, you may not be in right. love with the person, you didn't get along. But it's still a, something sad. Right. But at the same time, you go, look, there's something else to look forward to. And then it's sort of like when you go, well, someone died. Well, they're in a better place. You, you, people try to look at the positive right. of somebody dying. Maybe they were sick. Maybe they were suffering. They can't, whatever. And they right. go, oh, well, they're in a better place now. And let's celebrate their life. And then yeah. say, in other words, it's just a way of turning around something that's looked at as being a, a somber, something somber and sad mm-hmm. and making it better right that's I, what i meant i feel like there at least in my case i feel like there has to be like a grieving process for a time right first and then like you said when you come to terms of okay and if I it's think, a death that person's in a better place and right. you know you come to terms with they're not in pain anymore and you know if you're religious you, yeah. you believe that you'll see them someday etc cetera, etc cetera. right but i know and i do know plenty of people that gotten divorced and they, it does take them time before they go out and start, like, dating again or doing whatever it is they do again. They don't do it right away. Yeah. They they take, like, some time because something like that just ended. So, again, if they had a shitty marriage and a hard divorce proceeding, maybe they're just like, well, I'm free, and they'll just yeah. celebrate. So it, it all depends on, on how you look at it. The other thing uh, I just wanted to touch upon, Frank, with the rosemary mint hand soap. <laughs> so uh, Frank dude. says he has this in his house, number one. That's the first thing he said. He said the reason he got it was because when he was at his sister-in-law's house, she had it in her house. So they went to the sister-in-law's house. He goes to use the bathroom. And he's like, I'm looking forward to his trip to the bathroom. I mean, who looks I mean, forward what? to going to the tr- the trip in the bathroom? To the John. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I get it. You're Maybe it's a long car ride. 
all you want to do, you got to pee, yeah, you got to, yeah. you get out, you want to go to the bathroom. Yeah, but in somebody I, else's house? Well, I understand you're looking forward to relieving yourself because you've just been <laughs> in the car for two hours. Yeah. That I get. But he's like, I was so looking forward to using this rosemary mint hand soap, and there was none. And I said, I said to my sister-in-law, Sharon, what happened to the rosemary mint hand soap? Well, we have the baby, and oh, he's... Oh no! And Frank's like, oh, I get it. And, and, and like, who, he was, who gets so yeah. disappointed that they can't use rosemary mint hand soap that you have at home? Exactly, yeah. you st- still have it. Who, who thinks of that anyway? Right, like, 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 like. Well, oh. I can't believe this. Like he's getting, he gets like, out of the car and he's like, man, bathroom rosemary hand, mint hand soap. <laughs> I'm there. Oh. I'm there. I'm in there, man. I can't wait. And then he gets in there and it's like. Wah, wah, yeah. wah. The sad <laughs> trombone of no rosemary mint hand soap. And then... Now it's only lavender. Now, now here's the other God thing. Forbid. Now, here's the other thing that he let on that I don't even think he realized at the time, which is Frank's sort of M.O., that he doesn't realize what he's saying. Right. He's like, and the toilet paper. Oh, dude. It was the softest toilet paper, and I was like, wow. So I'm like, so now you just told us. What you did in the bathroom. Yeah. Because why else would you need toilet paper? Exactly. I mean, I guess. I guess. Now know what you did in there. Unless it looked soft enough and he just Well, no. And then you can't tell by looks, but unless he took it to blow his nose. That's true. He does blow his nose nose a lot. So that's possible. That's fair. That's possible. But I don't think so. Maybe he wanted the... The rosemary, I don't think so. The rosemary scented soap to uh, I think there mask was a, the scent yeah. of I that the, I think there was a little bit more in that car ride yeah. that he was looking forward to going to the bathroom. <laughs> you know, sort of like the bear peeking his head out of the cave kind of a thing. So now we know why he was using the toilet paper, and now he's like, Oh, he thought it was going to be some kind of name name brand toilet paper because yeah. it was Char- so soft, Charmin, Charmin or Cottonelle. No, Sam's Club. So now he's like, oh, wow, I, I might have to join Sam's Club to get this really soft toilet paper. Yeah, he didn't even know what Sam's Club was. Oh, uh, yeah, he didn't even like, know if there was one. I don't one. know if there is any by me. Yeah, he probably he doesn't know. He probably would drive an hour to get toilet paper. <laughs> he probably. Yeah, it's soft <laughs> enough. Well, I do. I mean, remember during the the, the pandemic, people were going nuts for the oh yeah that toilet was... paper. <laughs> that that happens during snowstorms too. Oh yeah, people, like, people go, go crazy. crazy. It's the first to go. Everyone's it's getting nu- gas. It's so nuts. Gas is running out at stations. It's the I remember, and this is a few years ago. I was in like Shoprite, and it was like, oh, big storms coming tomorrow or two days from now. We'll be a big storm, right? And the store is packed, oh, yeah. and this lady had the two giant. Things of toilet paper. So, you know, when you like, buy a toilet paper, there's like, you know, it's like 32 rolls in a pack. Yeah, she, she had, had two like, of them. And I'm going, wait a minute. The 36 rack? Yeah, but but, but two of them. Yeah. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm going, let's just say, argument's sake. Yeah. Let's say the storm is the monumental storm that we get four feet of snow. Let's just right. say you have two packs of... Of of that have thirty six rolls and so you now 72. you have seventy two rolls yeah. of toilet paper. Let's say you were stuck in your house, you couldn't leave the house for a week. Right for a week. How many shits are you gonna take? Yeah, exactly in a seven the day. Thirty six rolls will be plenty. 
I was. I remember looking at this like, what is going on? Just... I get people buy a lot of food. Yeah, that I understand because if you're in the house, you can't go out for three, four days. You yeah. got to stock up. But why you got to stock up on toilet paper like that? I I didn't get it. People make me cringe, man. People are that. nutty with toilet paper. Oh. All right. I think we said enough. Remember, this is the darker side of midnight. If you're listening to this, you want to listen to the other side of midnight with Frank Marana for the same day of July 25th as the two shows go together. We end it like we always do. Your influence counts. Have your pets spayed or neutered.